This is Selfiepreneur episode 31. Let's talk about how to live a luxurious lifestyle, the lifestyle that you want without having to be rich. Let's talk about that. So I'm Rashad. I'm the host of the Selfiepreneur podcast. So I'm Rashad. I'm the host of the Selfiepreneur podcast. You can find a little bit more about me at RashadPleasant.com. And all of the podcast articles are built off of, or all of the podcast episodes are built off the articles that I write over on Selfiepreneur.com. So you can find the article that matches this episode at Selfiepreneur.com slash 31. Today is kind of special. Today I'm introducing our first guest to the podcast and that's right in line with those goals if you haven't checked out the selfiepreneur goals that i've posted i want you to check them out and i want you to keep me accountable but as we enter this finance series i want to start bringing some people on and so today i have someone who shares exactly the same beliefs that i do so that means you're going to get a lot of the one-sided conversation but that also means that we're going to really build on a lot of the stuff that we've already talked about and we're going to get uh, some outside perspective um, one of my favorite things on her website is she says that financial success is only about 20% book knowledge and the other is 80% behavior. So we're going to talk about behavior today. Um, B. Lewis, say what's up to the Selfiepreneur audience. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? So B comes to us from Um, Really, really cool stuff that you have over there on the, on the website. I'm loving what you're doing. The penny challenge is incredible. Um, talk, talk to us real fast about the penny challenge and then we're going to jump into how to live this lifestyle. What's that about? The Count Your Coins Penny Challenge is simple. Um, it's It was just a way for me to motivate people um, outside of their mindset. Um, you know, a lot of people give excuses about why they can't save. You know, they they delay it. They say, you know, I'm going to save next pay period. I'm going to save next month. I'm going to save next year. They have told themselves they can't start right now because they feel like they have to start with some grand, you know, uh, amount of money. You know, they feel like they have to put away a hundred dollars a pay period or, or something, you know, outside of their scope. And I just wanted to be able to offer people a way to rethink their savings and and start with something as simple and as small as penny. And the reason why I went with that penny is because anybody can do it. You know, I joke about this, but I'm serious. A homeless person can find pennies. True. And so anybody can do this. And it's been really fun because I've had kids participate, um, uh, you know, adults, well-established people who I, who I would have thought that this would have been above them. But, you know, everybody really resonated with this challenge. Yeah. I think everybody likes money, man. And when you start talking about, you know, how simple it is, how easy it is to put something away and the way that you've kind of explained that whole thing and, and the end result, it's almost a no brainer. Like you got to say, yeah, I, I can pick up a penny here and there. Like I can put a couple things away and you've given everybody an end goal and all that stuff. And, I, you know, why wouldn't you do it almost? You know what I mean? Right. right. Exactly. So so check so check that out, right? You gotta go youngrichrooted.com is the website, yes. right? Yes, click on the link um, underneath the challenge that says send my savings chart and you will subscribe. It'll send you the savings chart and it will help you uh, guide along now. This savings challenge started on January first but the great thing about this challenge is day one is day one you know right. you don't have to start at the, at the top of the year so if you you don't start this challenge until february 17th um then that's your day one and you can follow and highlight that chart along so you can keep up and at the end of the year you'll be very close to hitting that first level of um, financial freedom uh, yeah. which is you know you're, you're almost to that first level of emergency savings um Dope. so yeah 
yeah, visit day, the site. Day one is day one. Like, and that's something that um, I love to stress. I talked about it um, when we introduced the goal series because we happen to introduce this goal series around New Year's. Um, and that's strategic, right? Because everybody thinks New Year's resolutions. And the whole idea there is to get out of waiting for one January to get started. Like, get started today. Like, what's right. wrong? Regardless <laughs> of what today is, get started today. Um, exactly. So, so let's talk about this lifestyle, right? Like, I'm a big fan of, of living my life, right? The, the life that I've designed for me, which isn't necessarily white picket fences and, you know, and, and two and a half kids and like all that stuff. Although I do have two kids, I don't have the dog and I don't have the picket fence right? <laughs> and I'm cool with that. But when I talk to folks, um, you know, because of my my photography business, I, I've worked at home for the last six years, right? And and without any wants or desires. And throughout the months, you know, summer months, I'm posting pictures of me working at the pool, you know, with my laptop. Like I really do live that laptop lifestyle. Um, and I'm not rich by any means, but I feel like I get to live that life. And I think part of it is, right, like I have designed what happiness looks like for me and I'm not so concerned about what happiness looks like for other, or at least not so concerned about mimicking what happiness looks like for other people. And you call that the Joneses effect and, and, and kind of talked a little bit about how that looks different in a 17 world than maybe it did, you know, in, in 2000 or in the 90s. Like talk to let me know something about that. Like, where do you stand on that? You hit the nail on the head. Um, I, I love uh, what you said about um, not living your life um, for what other people's, you know, definition of happiness really is. The idea behind Young, Rich, and Rooted was heavily weighted on the idea of rootedness. Is basically finding uh, inside of you what matters to you. I was finding that uh, most people's financial habits were tied um, to not yet established or satisfied self-identity. They didn't know what they wanted. They were just mimicking what the world said that they should want, um, what their family told them they should want. Um, and with the persistent presence of social media, um, not so reality TV, uh, music, yeah. videos, movies, it's very easy to get caught up in the Jones effect. Um, it, it used to be that years ago, um, we would only get caught up with the Joneses. They were an eye shot of us, right? They had to be your neighbors. You had to see your neighbor pull up in a new car to suddenly want a new car. Right. Or you had to, you know, see them in the grocery store with a new purse to want a new purse. Um, now, it, you know, it's not quite like that. You, you need to do no more than to log on to Facebook. And we have an endless stream of friends buying new houses, new cars, you know, having babies, getting married, getting new hairstyles, getting a new job, wearing new outfits, you know, going on amazing vacations. And and so now suddenly where you were once satisfied with this car you just bought a couple of weeks ago, now suddenly it doesn't feel good enough. You don't feel adequate because you are constantly being forced to compare where what you have with what other people have. And I think that that's that's only a problem when you haven't, you know, come to the realization of what you want, what makes you happy. When you have reached that place so that where you are um, right now, Rashad, where you know you love sitting by the pool, you love that last life you know you love the simple life um then you're going to be envious you're going to be feeling the need to kind of taste and try everything out there but when, you, when you're confident you can celebrate other people more because you're not envious of what they have you don't want it True. You, know, you know you know you and so it all it allows you to enjoy what other people have going on 
a lot more, you know, genuinely. And it allows you to to not make decisions based on other people's happinesses. True. Um, you really have to, you know, get to know who am I? What do I? What did I want before anybody imposed their thoughts and will on me? Right. See, and that that for me, that journey went from, you know, not having much growing up to working real hard to getting everything that I thought I wanted. Like I had the, you know, the six figure income for for years and realized that I traded all of my time for money and money wasn't important. It wasn't nearly as important to me as time was. And I had to retrade and and it took a little bit to do the retrade. But even after I retraded, um, I talked to some friends now who have, you know, like these are personal friends of mine who have five hundred thousand dollar homes and they're driving Mercedes. And, you know, and, and, and all of these things. And I'm like, yo, you know, what are you doing Tuesday at three? Like, we should sit down. And I got to work. All right, well, what are you doing Thursday at 7 p.m.? Oh, I got to work. And I'm like, what, what's the payoff here? Um, right. I think it's dope. Like, I get I, I celebrate them if that's what they want. You know, when that's their idea of happiness, that's great. But I'm very unapologetic about wearing shorts all year round because that's me and I find <laughs> comfort in it. You know what I mean? Like in, in the summertime, you probably won't it. find me with shoes on because I'm good. Like it doesn't bother me that other people don't find the same things comforting as I do. Um, it doesn't bother me to, you know, to be able to coach my daughter's softball team, but not have, you know, not not be making six figures a year or not be making, you know, $150,000, $200,000 a year. Like that stuff's not as important to me as time. Um, right. And and it is, it, 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 it's in your face, right? You see these people, you see other people and what happiness looks like to them, but then you get to define ha- what happiness looks like to you. And I think, it re- I think it comes with some sacrifice. Like even right now, and this was a cool journey, even right now I'm sitting in a public space for internet because I realized that paying $220 a month for cable and all of the, you know, the movie channels and the highest speeds internet wasn't really as valuable as I thought it was. Right, right. Right. So, so how do you do that? Like, how do you make that transition? What does that really look like? That transition has a lot to do with, like you said, really, um, uh, you know, that, that trade off. Uh, one of the things that I kind of uh, like to touch on um, as far as something like, for example, home ownership is, you know, everybody has told you you got to have, you know, like you said, the white picket fence, the, you know, four or five bedroom house and two kids. And um, to own that house, you have got to, like you said, have that six figure six, uh, income. You've got to give up 40 to 60 hours a week working. You work all your life and spend no time with your family. And you do that and then after you've paid off your house if you're fortunate to they tell you you should refinance your home so there's never a point where you're where you stop paying these you know huge bills you know these these major debts our biggest expense in our budget is our housing expense and the next is probably our car Mm-hmm. So if you rethink, you know, that idea, um, you know, think about some uh, other people in other cultures, how they, you know, they live together. Right. Right. They, they have entire families who live within a home. And because they're doing this collectively, um, they are able to pay off their home a lot faster and then they own it. And now if they hate their job. They hate that six-figure salary, not the salary, but they hate the hours that are, are demanded for that salary. They can choose, let's say, like you, you know, they want to be a photographer, but they don't want to do that full time. You know, mm-hmm. they, you know, they just want to do it at their leisure. You can afford to do that when you have gotten rid of the biggest payment in your budget. Right. 
you can afford to do that when you don't have a, you know, three, four, sometimes $500 car note. Right. You have to be willing to say, I'm good with my car until the wheels fall off. True. (laughs) Because not having that car note gives me the liberty to save for vacations and travel the world. You know, what what matters more to you? The car that's parked in the parking lot or getting to take your children on experiences they'll never forget. Absolutely. You have have one life. And if, if all you have to show for it is a car that can crash tomorrow we're missing the whole point of life there it is um and so you have to be willing to give up and not give up i'm not saying you know you know give up a car and give up a house i'm saying rethink how you do that though you know like i said with the family that's all living together they still own a home and they may do that a couple of times i went to my aunt's house um the other day and i was walking on her property and i was looking around and i'd seen another house to the right and i said you know is that you know, her, you know, her daughter's house. And she said, yeah, her, you know, her husband, her kids live there. And I started looking around and I realized that all the houses were all, you know, in their family. Wow. And so I started thinking this land, all this land is their family's land. Yeah. So because they bought, paid for, did not refinance this house, I'm certain over a hundred years ago, there are five generations of families who lived on that land yeah you their child graduated high school and didn't have to worry about the biggest expense in the budget the home where will i live how much will it cost me this house is paid off but we feel like we got to be you know the the main one you know hnic that you know you got to for yourself you, you can't you can't do it with anyone else you can't you can't use teamwork you can't you know have your family come together and, and work on this together you can't live on the same land you can have your own you know what I mean? there's something happened in our mentality where we felt like you haven't arrived until you've done it by yourself you have to change your thinking right. if you want to change something uh, bigger right right yeah it's a community effort and we're not even looking at what that really looks like we're we're too caught up in our personal success um to even see it and i think that again like we have these these convoluted ideas of what that success looks like and what the lifestyle looks like or even understanding value um i remember i was at uh my daughter's father daughter dance and Mm -hmm. my suit game is decent right because i'm a wedding photographer (laughs) so i'm dressed right like i look good at least in my eyes (laughs) and i'm in this room with a bunch of other dudes that also like they they put it on for their daughters right (laughs) and i live in the burbs so a lot of these people own these expensive homes and you know i'm looking around and i'm like man like i used to want to be a lot of these guys but they're you know they're they're they have these huge expensive bills and they're all slave to the mortgage guy and i'm not slave to the mortgage guy because i did it a little bit different and i came back to the neighborhood and i'm talking to one of the moms in the neighborhood and she's like i just want this financial freedom i need to get this job and make this money and i'm like i think we're thinking about the whole thing wrong like the financial freedom doesn't come with the more money you make it really comes with how you manage what you have and what you see right i'm a fan of giving stuff away like i don't keep a lot of things and i've taught my kids the same thing they wanted a bunch of stuff for christmas i'm like you equally have to give away one to two items for every one thing that you want i'm a fan of like living a minimalist lifestyle getting rid of things so i don't have to manage a bunch of stuff that's not important to me where do you stand on that like is that do you think that's part of the deal 
You know what's so funny is I posted earlier on my social media site um, uh, something I had read in a book um, that, you know, as a society, we're groomed to be consumers, but no one has taught us how to let things go. Right. Um, And so you feel so much liberated when you have less, um, even though it's hard to kind of let it go initially. But if you would choose to let it go, you feel so much better. So I'm going to give you an example. Um, my mother used to tell me when I was younger that like you do with your children um, is that if you don't have room in your closet, you can't have more. So mm-hmm. if you want to be blessed with more things, you have to be willing to give things. So I kind of have always had this idea of, you know, shifting clothes out. You know, I got to be able to get rid of some clothes. But the purpose of me getting rid of clothes at that time was so that I could justify getting more. Right. One day I'm sitting around, I'm doing probably like five loads of laundry. And I'm thinking to myself, my whole day is wasted. I've been washing clothes and folding clothes and putting them away all day. I don't even have space to put them in the dresser drawers. I mean, it's, why do I own so many clothes? Yeah. And I realized that if I had only purchased the things that I love, I mean, most of these clothes I didn't wear because either the color didn't look good on me, it didn't fit me anymore. Um, you know, I was wearing it just because, I, you know, I'm in case I get bigger or in case I get smaller. Right. You know, I was feeling like it, I was I was doing something to protect myself financially. When really, I was losing so much of my life to just clothes, not just working to purchase new clothes, but I mean, the time I spend. Run them anyway. If I'd only purchased this thing to love, not only would I wake up every day and wear something I absolutely love mm-hmm. and feel good in, but I would have less time doing laundry, which meant that I would have more time to spend with my daughter. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you rather spend an afternoon with your daughter than an afternoon doing tons of laundry just because you want to have a ton of clothes? Absolutely. Like, and realized it just wasn't worth it. And I started going on this mad purge, this mad purge to get rid of a hundred things a day. Wow. It didn't matter what it was. I mean, I went from one extreme to the next. I'm talking, I didn't care if it was just pieces of paper. I realized that I have so much in my house, so nicely organized. So it feels like you don't, right. but I could get rid of a hundred <laughs> things a day for an entire month. That's crazy. It was the most fun thing and liberating thing I'd ever, but I had to change my mindset to be ready to let go, right. you know, to just be like, to get excited, like, oh, what else can I throw away? Okay. A, a book that I'm never going to read, you right. know, even the things that we think are like, oh, these are books. So I should hold on to them because they edify me, you know, right. even that can become addictive. Anything can become addictive. Um, and when you live a minimalist life, lifestyle, you can see what you have and appreciate what you have that much more. So it's so dope that you that you said all of that and especially like the books thing or the things that you feel might edify you or validate you. And uh, I went through this process and I had because I'm you know, I grew up in a DVD era. Um, I had a ton of DVDs. I'm like, these are my movies, though. Never even considered that like I'm watching everything on Amazon Prime and on Netflix and all that stuff like all that stuff is available to me. And I'm like, these are my books. Like I finally started reading books because I was not a reader in high school. But I'm like, I I finally started reading. I got this dope collection, but I don't need this stuff doesn't have to be mine in order for it to be accessible to me. And I tapped into one of the absolute greatest free resources that our country has the public library. (laughs) 
Like, <laughs> I took all these DVDs, I packed them up, I took all these books and packed them up, and I was like, I took them down to the library, and I'm like, do you, t- do you take donations? And they're like, yeah. Great. Add these to your catalog. I'll come get them when I want them. Like, wow. I don't that, need that I, stuff I, in my house. <laughs> that's amazing. Not only that, that you um, that you managed to liberate yourself and rethink that, but you managed to not just get rid of the clutter in your home, but you were able to give back to a community because right. not only can you go revisit your books for free, your DVDs for free whenever you want, but now an entire community benefits from your epiphany. Right. Right. That's the I never thought about giving <laughs> I mean I mean the books I've tried and they won't a lot of libraries don't take books and surprisingly mm-hmm. um you'd be surprised I right. found some like daycare centers that will take my daughter's book my daughter has a a book collection that probably will outshine me and you. Nice. Um, <laughs> but the DVD I never thought about. I, I I donated mine to the thrift store, but a library would have been so much better. But I still got some DVDs to get rid of. So you really just gave See? me. You gave me. I'm rethinking <laughs> now. Now I want to do another hundred thing challenge. Word. And I- <laughs> <laughs> definitely look the community. Like community is everything. Like my whole the whole idea behind selfiepreneur is really like enriching your own life so that we can all be better together. Right. Like why not bring them into the storehouse as as it said. Like why not just take them down to somewhere where the community can use them but that includes the thrift store right because there are folks that don't use the library and they know that the thrift store is down is downtown and they can go down there and get a shirt for 50 cents or buy a movie for a quarter like listen the thrift store was something i used to i don't know how i thought about the thrift store and i think it may have come up from growing up kind of poor Mm -hmm. you kind of look down at all the things that you have to do you know when you had to shop at thrift stores it feels kind of different um, you kind of want to feel like you, you know you, you're above it now. You don't have to shop that way. Right. Um, but one of the greatest things that ever happened to me was being in uh, being homeless. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. having to kind of you know being forced to make certain decisions. I discovered the joy of thrifting during some of the hardest times of my life, and now that I do not need to thrift, I still enjoy thrifting i still absolutely despise retail shopping i right. mean you know i obviously you know underclothes you need to buy brand new but there is no greater joy than coming home with uh, for example my christmas tree my christmas tree is a seven foot pre-lit tree that was still in the box wow. new tags on each tier of this tree that had a $200 price tag and I paid $35 for it. Nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. $35 for it. I mean, those are the type of joys I have. So like now, um, I, I think I posted something the other day that said, uh, you know, a lot of people brag that I spent $100 on a pair of shoes. I'm like, I spent $5. I brag different. Right. I love <laughs> <laughs> bragging about how much I did not pay for Straight. something. It is the greatest joy of my life. But let me tell you something else I learned about thrifting anything can become addictive. And I got addicted for a little while to the the thrill of finding things at thrift stores that were great price, but there were things I still didn't need. Mm -hmm. So I still, even when you're, even when, like you said, when you're like with the books, you feel like you're, you're justified because it's something that's good for you. You can, you can go overboard on even that. All of it is still behavior. You know, it's not, you know, you want to find, you know, find that thing um for example you're going to the library and you're buying books but if you are are you're renting books but if you're taking on more books than you can reasonably read right you know you're over committing yourself and now you're losing time for other things that matter all of it still needs to be modified um to be able to enjoy you know the whole purpose of all of this is to enjoy the whole reason why we work is to be able to enjoy our home and our family 
yeah. you can't give it all up. Yeah, that's true. There's um, there's a couple of things on, on that whole on the minimalist movement, and I'm sure you probably heard of him as well. I, le- I believe there's a guy named Jonathan Fields that's a that co-authored a book, um, and they talked about two experiments. One was not as extreme as your movement of a hundred things a day, but <laughs> um, you, it seems like a lot. I, pro- for sure. Try I know it's it for not. Five days. No, believe me, I'm there. <laughs> like I'm there, like because <laughs> I'm looking around and I'm like, because you get to count everything, right? So so right, it, you get it, to count little pieces of paper that come right. in the mail. Right, right. So it's not like, I know folks are listening like, well, I can't, 100 things. Like, that's my couch, my TV. No, it's like that 24 box of crayons. That's all of them are broken up. Like, you can go get that. That's 24 yes, things. You know exactly. What I mean? like, all that. You know what I mean? It's, it's really easy to do. These guys, the way, the way that they shared it was um, to remove, and this is, I guess this is like the entry level, to remove um, one thing on day one, much like your penny challenge. One thing on day one, two things on day two, three things on day three, and just do that for 30 days and watch it, you know, watch how many things things you get rid of. The second one, um, the guy said he packed everything in his house like he was moving out and then only moved back in the things that he needed as he needed them. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. That That is probably hard, but it's probably very effective. Absolutely. And I know it works because I just bought this house and um, I pretty much unpacked most of the house with the exception of some stuff in my office. And it's mostly paperwork. Um, I really had a hard time letting go of paperwork because yeah. I don't know what I'm going to need every visit. Um, and so I, I kind of left everything kind of in a tote. And now I've been living here for a year. Yeah. And so this past week, I don't know if you noticed, a lot of my themes were about purging. And it was really, you know, because I'm purging my mind. And right. I realized how much stuff I held on to I didn't need. I found pay subs from my first job. Wow. First job. Wow. I mean, I don't I don't know why I thought I need. Like, I can't even revisit who I was at that time where I thought that would have been important for me to keep. Um, but... I realized how much stuff we do not use on a daily basis. And I started looking at things like even if it's nice, just donate it. You're not using it. Let it go. Right. You know, go through your go through your space and really, really take a hard look at stuff. Like you said, the stuff that's in that moving van, if you haven't pulled it out within a year, yeah. you don't need it. You, you will probably never need it. There will probably be very few things that you will regret. Occasionally, you'll throw away some things that you realize you really did need, but it will be few and far between. Right. Most of the things that you're going to throw out in life, you're going to realize that you can repurchase it for very cheap. Right. Order it on Amazon. It can be quickly delivered. It's probably cost you $25 or less to replace. Right. Um, and so it's worth it to just let it go. Exactly. I love it. I love it. All right, listen, we got to get out of here. This is this is incredible conversation. But where can we find you? I know we, we mentioned the website, but where are you popular on social? Like, talk to us. Where can we catch up with you? Um, Facebook. You can visit me at www.facebook.com forward slash Young Rich Rooted. You can visit me at Instagram um, at Young Rich Rooted. Um, and you can also visit me on YouTube. I post a lot of live videos from interacting with um, some of my followers and clients on my YouTube feed. So you can catch them out there. And of course, visit the website. I plan on launching a lot of awesome initiatives this year. Um, uh, you know, right Right now we're doing the penny challenge and one of the things that i'm doing each and every week is uh, we're doing saving sundays so we're you know it's any anything from revisiting how you're you know progressing you know you and i we talked about accountability um yeah. so just to make sure people you know are checking in and they're still doing it to you know giving tips and ideas so like for example um you know we have uh, i realized after doing this survey that a lot of people struggle with their budget so i decided i'm gonna do an initiative for the entire month of february and i'm gonna talk about 
um, saving um, uh, in, in the area of their groceries. Um, the, the groceries is a big issue in their budget, and I really wanted to take time to really address the things that matter. So if you connect with me and share with me the things that, you know, you're struggling with, the things that you feel like, you know, you need more help with, I love that feedback. I love being able to, you know, to give you what you really need to change. Um, stay connected to the website. New things will be coming out all the time. Um, you know, subscribe so that you're you know you're up to date um this year is going to be an amazing year for all my young rich and rooted ladies dope b i appreciate your time this has been incredible Um, uh, audience i hope y'all check her out maybe make sure y'all connect with her there's an entire article that matches this podcast episode at selfrepreneur.com slash 31 let's be better together peace that's it that was the whole thing